Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the podcast that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company that has helped over 2,000 innovations successfully raise over $400 million in capital since 2010. Each week, I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype a 300,000 member crowdfunding media site and newsletter that's generated millions of dollars in sales for over a thousand top tier projects since 2017. Check out producthype.co to subscribe to the weekly newsletter. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, we are speaking with some super backers and some super creators. We are talking with Yalmar and Lorenzo, uh, game designers, owners, etc. of the company Horrible Guild. So they have raised in total for their seven campaigns over 2 million euros. Not only have they created seven campaigns, but they've also supported the crowdfunding community as a super backer, supporting over 144 different projects. So you've probably seen some of their super famous games that are out there. Uh, Railroad Inc., a recent recent one, Dragon's Castle, King's Dilemma, uh, as well as another recent one, Tiny Turbo Cars, just some really creative projects. So Yalmar and Lorenzo, thank you for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks to you, Roy. It's a pleasure to be here Thanks. for us. Thanks. Absolutely. So I've got to go uh, and jump back a little bit, Lorenzo. Let's tell the audience a little bit about your background as the owner. What led you to you know, being an entrepreneur and finding and founding this company? Um, well, uh, it, it started back in 2009, and uh, it was a different company. I... Um, I was uh, I was studying in university, and with a friend, we decided to try to make a game. It was just for fun at at, the, at that time, and the company was Cranio Creations. Uh, it's a company that still exists. And game after game, things started to grow a little bit. In the beginning, it was super hard, and in 2014, I decided to. To split from my old friend and uh, I decided to start a horrible guild and I joined um, with Yalmar uh, in 2016 um, as um, lead designer of the company and so here we are. <laughs> yeah seven campaigns later. Let's talk a little bit about the, the motivation right we see crowdfunding extremely popular and the category that you're in, in terms of games, game design, is one of the most popular on Kickstarter itself. So how did you know that you wanted to, or potentially how did you come across Kickstarter itself in terms of being a viable means of launching your first product? Okay. Uh, to, to be honest, the, the, f- the first um, product we launched on Kickstarter was Alone, and it was also our first game with miniatures. So at that time, that was um, 2016, if I'm not wrong, we had 
it, because it was our first game with plastic miniatures and it was a very big investment for us comparing with um, the, the other kind of game we usually uh, did uh, we decided to try to use uh, kickstarter and because you know kickstarter always looks like a, a, a good way to make uh, well some money to to create your ideas and project and well the, the the campaign was 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 good it was a success it was not a huge success but it was our first and in that period we found found out that the many many costs behind a kickstarter campaign and well we started learning how to do a campaign absolutely so how did you first get introduced to crowdfunding and kickstarter uh, uh, sorry, what you mean? What was your first introduction to Kickstarter in terms of it being a viable model to launch your first game with? Mm, oh, one, I, I don't understand the question. Sorry. Yeah, I th- Yala, I th- help me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that uh, uh, the fact is, if, if, when you are in the board gaming industry, you obviously see all those companies uh, launching their products on Kickstarter. Culmini uh, or not, as uh, a notable example. And so, I think we were watching them doing this stuff and not really knowing what was behind uh, in terms of costs, as uh, Lorenzo said. But uh, seeing that the success and the uh, the widespreading of uh, of the games. I mean, the, the the community around it and engaging in in those um, in, in these uh, online events of selling the game. And it seemed a very large and and big thing. And we were also buying stuff on Kickstarter, so it came as a natural thing while projecting um, a, a miniatures game to say uh, why not do it on kickstarter why not try out this uh, this platform so i think that the question of uh, if it w- if we knew if it was a viable option on 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 a side of uh, an economic side uh, the answer was or or is no but still while encountering all the, the difficulties we we tried to 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 find out a way to make it work for us as i mean for the first project obviously afterwards uh, we we learned many things yeah no i can imagine one of the things you brought up yalmar was the fact that there's this community inherent to kickstarter specifically around the games side of it where and you know again we we see a lot of different products launch and many folks there isn't necessarily that strong of a community that ties them all together but it seems with the board game community in specifically, there's a massive community around it that could be very difficult for potentially an outsider to get into. So where does that board game community typically hang out? Where where are they online? Where do they have conversations? That's that's a good question. So on I I, I mean talking about community, I think it's one of the most or uh, we think because it's something we uh, discuss a lot is uh, one of the most um, interesting things about Kickstarter, uh, and we also try to leverage it. I mean, to enhance it. 
by uh, doing our um, the, the mini games. So we'll, we can talk about that later. So we're, you were asking where they they hang out. Uh, we don't know, but we are trying to create spaces for our fans, for the fans of the company to express their preferences on some of our uh, upcoming projects to see content in, in preview. So we are building a, a space, a community. And that's the same thing we were trying to do on Kickstarter. We are trying to do on Kickstarter. Uh, I think since the launch of, uh, I don't know if it, if it was Vendetta, the first one where we, where we tried this model. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the idea is uh, we are not doing stretch goals uh, connected to money but we are trying to engage the community. So if they engage in our uh, activities, we're gonna unlock stuff. And and uh, it had a, a, a nice success with Vendetta, with Unicorn Fever, people were cheering for the races of the unicorns. With Railroad Inc, we built a lot of puzzles and there were, were people uh, uh, trying to solve them for hours and hours. And they asked us to make a, uh, a book of them to to give them some content like the one they experienced on Kickstarter and and those activities uh, we did the same with Time Turbo Cars uh, people racing uh, I mean solving puzzles and and yeah so the thing is we are trying to engage them into the game and let them have something that resembles the experience of the game while they are uh, entertaining themselves inside the community, communicating with each other uh, and expressing their preferences about the product. So I think this this thing of the community is uh, one of our main focuses and we are thinking to expand it by building ourselves a community and by continuing to enhance the, the activities on Kickstarter. Y'all are dive into that a little bit more because I think that's super interesting in terms of what you guys are doing and moving away again from the monetary stretch goal in terms of if the campaign reaches this, we release that. What were you doing differently and what was some of the success that you were seeing based off of, you know, your shift in modeling what those stretch goals or additional, you know, perks and benefits of the campaign success would be to the backer? Okay. Um, I go? Yeah, go Lorenzo. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the, the point is that after a couple of campaigns, we we found out that one of the most interesting things uh, in, a, in a Kickstarter campaign was the direct contact with with the people. That this is something that, as a company, we usually don't have this direct feedback and this direct contact with uh, with our customers and with our fun. We meet our customers only during uh, shows like Essen, Spiel, uh, but for the rest of the year, we're just uh, closed in our office and we don't know what what people think about what we do. So we found out that this direct contact was amazing and, and we found, found out that every campaign... Um, when people can express what, what they want and 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 demonstrating that we can listen to the needs and to the preferences of 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 the of the players 
it, the community was super happy and we decided also to propose uh, them game to them games uh, to um, also to make them learn the the game we were trying to to launch on Kickstarter and this was a very good thing because people can understand the basic of the game and while they dive deep into the game mechanics and in, into into the game rules uh, they also have more feedbacks and good feedbacks on how to improve things and this was super good and at one point when when we saw that this was uh, working very well we also decided that the, the campaign should have been more a big show for our fun and for our community more than a money race so uh, when we plan for our kickstarter we don't plan on um, how many money we will do okay we have uh, a founding but then we plan usually we try to plan for a daily stretch goal so something that we give every single day so the campaign is already planned uh, from the beginning but the people can discover and can choose what they will have just playing our game and we think that this is perfect for a board game kickstarter campaign yeah i think that's incredibly interesting and such a unique take on the community that you guys have and bringing them back i think you know the uh, exploding kittens and the oatmeals of the world have done that really well with you know continually updating the campaign making it entertaining and making the backer the crowd the tribe that you have want to engage and share with their audience. So I'm interested to hear in terms of the overall scope, if you will, of the games that you guys created from, you know, survival horror games to unicorns, to vampires, to dungeon fighting, to tiny turbo cars and railroad ink. How often are you listening to your crowd and community in terms of creative direction? Because you guys are about to launch another campaign here in a couple of weeks. How much decision-making does the crowd that you guys have go into the, you know, creation process on your end? Yeah. So, uh, for sure, uh, a lot of it, because as Lorenzo said, we have a plan, we have the stretch goals planned out, but as you see with, as we saw with Railroad Inc., we, we noticed that people were really excited about expansions and we had a lot of expansions already uh, studied and developed that we thought we would never put out. But when we saw that people were so excited that they were asking for them, we took them out of the drawer and we we developed them further and put them on the Kickstarter. And that brought us to a total of something like 27 expansions. So we are listening and and sometimes we're listening too much because uh we saw it with the with the purple box and 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 railroading challenge uh again uh where you try to make them all happy at, and in the end you find out that you're actually making them less happy right. because you're selling some you're you're giving them something they thought they wanted but at the end you you have the constraints of production and so you're limited in what you can give them 
And uh, in some cases, it's better to stick to what was planned. And we are learning those kind of subtle differences. But yeah, we're trying to listen a lot and, and to be flexible about what we do uh, because we really care about that moment, that thing that happens during the Kickstarter, which is all around the community, all about the community. Like something we do is also we, we me and Lorenzo play the, the game with the community, which is uh, very, it was very special during railroading because we had a lot of people participating, commenting and playing along, which is possible with railroading. So it was super cool. People sharing their, their votes and commenting and asking questions and, and uh, sharing some love, I mean, for the product, for the product, for the work we were doing. So at the end, in the, in, in the, the, the whole experience was, uh, wow, we, we want to do that kind of thing. We want to celebrate the, the birth of a, of a game with a community. And we want to give that community to that community the ability to speak out what they want to engage with us in the creative process. Um, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we think about the yeah and and we and we loved to do this so much that we started to we started um a community on facebook and on discord uh, and we started to play uh, Railroad Inc. with uh, our fun every once every two weeks. And uh, also on, on Discord and on Facebook, we started to, to include our community into the development process. And many of the, of the people in our community come from our Kickstarter. So we ask to the people what's the best uh, logo for the box, uh, w- what they prefer as uh, um, as f- for the cover or for the packaging, and we ask many things. And we also started um, a round of um, of play test with with the previews, print and play of our games. So. Uh, we, we loved so much this this contact on 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 Kickstarter that we we started to do it even outside Kickstarter. Incredible! Now I know when you ran the first campaign, a thousand backers is nothing to sneeze at. But now with a Railroad Inc. and ten thousand backers, talk a little bit about the evolution of your preparation in launching crowdfunding campaigns. You have another campaign that's about to launch in two weeks, Soundbox. Really excited to see that on May 18th. But what are some of the things that's changed in terms of the prep work leading up to the Kickstarter launch? Now we know, basically we know how to spend the energy of the team a little bit better so we can be, uh, we are faster now so for example the preparation of uh, unicorn fever was something like three months and for soundbox i think that we did everything in around one month uh well we also have a bigger team and but everyone in the team has more experience so we know we know a little bit better where to spend the, the 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 marketing money even if it's always um a risk because you you never know 
what will be the return especially because as as you said before we we continue to change the style of of the games we did we do so um, this sometimes doesn't help us um, very much because we we did a roll and write we did um, um, a miniature sci-fi game we will do the, the next kickstarter soundbox will be a party game so um, m- many of the things that we learned uh, with uh, with the previous game will probably probably will not work with a party game on Kickstarter. But we always try to experiment because we always want to deliver something new to the people. Absolutely, and that's our main goal. No, it's great. I mean, again, you've built this massive community. It's great to see that you're building relationships offline, off of Kickstarter, Discord, as you had mentioned, Facebook groups, etc. Maybe some subreddits on, you know, Reddit itself, in terms of where some of this community may be hanging out. But you've definitely built a tribe, and it's great that you're able to not only listen to them, but now play the product with them, you know, online, which is really great. Yes. Also, for for the next game, Soundbox, we, um, for example, because it's a game with um, where people have to imitate the sounds of, of 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 some cards that are on the table, and we 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 had to create an application and a web application where people can make the the sound that that the that the app ask and they send the sound they they create to us and we will have a database and during the the, the kickstarter campaign we will make the, the the community play a real game of of soundbox using the sound that the community is sending to us so uh, we always try to to give the real experience of the game to, to the people. And sometimes we have to create uh, and invent some strange things to do that, but it's super fun. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I mean, speaking of fun, I mean, our team over here at Inventus Partners loves working with you guys. We've worked on multiple campaigns with you now. Lorenzo, what were some of those considerations um, that you guys were going through in terms of looking for an agency to partner with on your campaign? Uh, well, it's uh, it's it's super important that that the um, the agency understands the kind of product. So it's very important uh, a communication between uh, the creator and the agency. And well, with you, we worked on pre-marketing and with on and on the marketing during the campaign. So it, it was great. Uh, it's it's super important to have the support of of a marketing agency. This is something I would suggest to everyone that wants to uh, launch a Kickstarter campaign because sometimes people think that they can if they have a good product and and their product will work, but this is not exactly how things go in the real world because uh, people have to be aware of the existence of your good product and and that's the meaning of the marketing agency like Eventis. absolutely well this has been invigorating for me i can't wait to uh get some of these board games out this weekend and play some um but lorenzo this is going to get us into our launch round where i'm going to rapid fire a few questions at you are you good to go Yep. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't understand. 
It started very bad. No, what uh, what inspired you to be an entrepreneur to to start your own company? Okay, um, uh, just craziness. <laughs> I had no idea what what, what I was doing. I was like twenty five. Beautiful. So, if you could play a board game with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Oh my God, Elon Musk. Elon. All right, what game would you play with him? Um, uh, probably, I don't know, uh, Kemet. Nice. There you go. Um, <laughs> any book that you would recommend our entrepreneur and startup friends listen to or read? Uh, not really. No books. All right. What about any, uh, websites, newsletters, podcasts to stay up on the gaming industry? Oh, hard question. Um, Yalmar, help. <laughs> you need the lifeline. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I think we are really, really into shut up and sit down as a, as yeah, a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Shut like, up and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good answer. Thank you. My brain is like empty. Okay. All right. All right last question then. I'll, I'll get you off the hook early. Uh, considering, again, just that you're a massive supporter of crowdfunding, you've created seven campaigns now working on our eighth really interested to hear your take lorenzo on what does the future of crowdfunding look like i hope it will be great otherwise all the investment of the last few years will, will be will be lost so uh, no i think i think that uh, the crowdfunding is is growing and will continue to grow and i think that people love to well be be part of the creation of something and have yeah have part and they can say uh, what they prefer and how they like the game and they love to be part of it so i think the future is bright absolutely i agree well gentlemen this has been amazing this is your opportunity to talk to our audience give them your pitch tell them what you're all about where people should go and why they should check out your next campaign mayan yeah, uh, yeah. Come, come to our join our community <laughs> on Facebook. We are Hor Horrible Guild, and on Discord, and uh, follow our new projects. It will be amazing. We are going to do a great show. You're going to play the games uh, during the campaign, interact with us, and at the end, you're going to have, I think, a really good game and you will already know it while you are founding it since you're going to try it so uh yes we we want to have a great time with our community uh create really entertaining and good games and original games that's our main focus uh like we did with king's dilemma king's dilemma was really uh uh, I think uh, one of a kind game. So that's the kind of thing things we want to do, and we want uh, to uh, enjoy the cre the creative process with uh, the community, with people that uh, uh, play games, that love games, that uh, love the creative process. So we are so waiting. May May eighteen on Kickstarter for Soundbox, and we wait for you guys. And it's a crazy party game. So 
it would be something interesting to follow. <laughs> I hope. I bet. Well, I can't wait to see it. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to all the campaigns, of course, and the new one, Soundbox, that's coming out on May 18th. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Yalmar, Lorenzo, thank you so much for all that you've created. And thank you so much for being a guest on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 It's a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, show us some love by giving us a great rating on your favorite listening station. And of course, make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need some help, that's what we're here for. Make sure to send me an email to info at artofthekickstart.com. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.